Good evening, listeners. Welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast, where we discuss music. Uh, I'm your host, Will Brost, and with me, as per usual, Patrick Anderson. How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah? This is the evening edition of, of Under the Scope. Yeah, so we're uh, calling in uh, at 7.24 p.m. Central Time on a Sunday mm-hmm. night, uh, so we're going to miss Sunday night football. Uh, and we're going to have to be okay with that, even though, you know, we're men and we love football. And <laughs> Oh, man, I can't believe this, man. <laughs> I'm going to miss football for this. <laughs> I, I, You know what? I stopped watching football when they brought uh, politics into it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't even want to watch it anyway. It's all just going to be a bunch of protesting. Yeah, I'm not in... Uh, the whole game. The whole game. <laughs> I'm not really into protesting the system, so I just decided to discuss indie music and dead um uh, <laughs> uh so yeah we're here uh with a quarterly podcast a quarterly report because you know we are in the business of reviewing music and uh mm-hmm. this quarter we're right on we're right on time with this one this is the yeah this is the first day of the fourth quarter uh so we're yeah, recapping we're... the third quarter of 2017 music uh so that's any record from august to no wait let me think here Let's no, do. July, right? Thank you. Yes. Like beginning of yes. beginning of July. Yes. I was like, oh shit. No. <laughs> so yeah. I missed the whole month. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I gotta cancel. <laughs> I don't know how to divide a year up into four quadrants. Um however, the the quarter is actually July, August, and September. Uh, so we like to cover a lot of music on this podcast. Uh, we only have enough time to focus entire podcasts or blogs on, you know, just a handful of albums that we deem to be notable. Like, of course, we were going to talk about the Jay-Z album. We were going to talk about the Arcade Fire album, LCD Sound System. Uh, we did Tyler, the Creator, this quarter as well. Um, that might be about it if I'm forgetting one, you know. You're you're listening to this on iTunes. You can check the feed and you know see what we talked about. I think that that's it. That might be it. Yeah. So, but uh, there's a lot to talk about now because, except for those four albums, um, we haven't talked about anything else from the past three months. Uh, so this is our quarterly podcast in which we bring attention to, you know, albums that weren't notable enough to warrant their own episode of a podcast. Yet at the same time. Uh, we wanted to talk about them. Uh, so the, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the format, we're going to keep consistent with the format we've had the previous two quarterly report episodes. Uh, and, you know, just kind of off for a second. Um, this is <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, I love doing these. Um, this one yeah, pro- I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of this. When you, I guess, you know, I guess when we figured this out, I was like, okay, this is going to be, you know, hopefully a great idea. The first one we did it and we thought it was an absolute blast. Uh, we hope you found it entertaining as well. And the second quarterly report I thought went just as well. Um, so with the, the a brief summary of the structure for this quarterly report podcast for the third quarter of 2017 is that we ahead of time picked four albums from the quarter that we'll discuss as a group. We will then each provide four individual recommendations. Uh, and then after that, we'll kind of quickly, uh, mention uh, kind of honorable mentions. We'll quickly mention, uh, the other albums uh, from this quarter we found to be enjoyable, and then briefly recap uh, 
the third quarter in general? You know, how does it compare to the second or the first quarter? Uh, what's the year in music like to this point? Uh, do we enjoy it overall? You know, just questions uh, to that extent. So mm-hmm. I don't know what your individual recommendations are. You don't know what mine are, but we agreed beforehand to talk about four specific albums. Uh, is there any one you want to start with to lead off our group recommendation uh, stage of this podcast? I just want to say real quick before I do. Sure. This quarter seems like it went by so fast. Absolutely. Because I I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that we were already at this at this quarter. And I had to think back on all the music that came out. And I was like, yeah, like, I guess that this this really is the end of the quarter. So anyway. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. Let's let's start off this one with a high school favorite Ooh. okay all right okay grizzly bear yes so okay grizzly bear um real quick background and i mean really quick background uh they're an indie rock psychedelic pop art rock band from brooklyn I, i'm not sure if i uh i think i covered most of the bases there but yeah yeah that's about right, right. a pr- pretty unique group in the uh indie rock uh genre uh, as Patrick mm-hmm. mentioned, we were both pretty big fans of this group back in high school uh, with their twenty oh what is it twenty oh nine album uh, Vecatomist Vecatomist, however you pronounce that. I think it's Vecatomist. Vecatomist. Yeah. 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 So that really got us into Grizzly Bear. Um, Two thousand twelve, they uh, released an album Shields, which I thought was very good as well. This is their first mm-hmm. album in five years. Uh, it was pretty hyped. Um, I, I mean, I'm a pretty big fan of Grizzly Bear. I would consider you our resident Grizzly Bear fan uh, among oh, the two you, of us. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I just obviously very <laughs> well, talented Re- band. Ready but... Able is one of my favorite songs, like ever. Ever. Okay. So yeah, yeah, it might it might be like a top fifteen song ever for me. Holy cow! Well, okay, all right. Well then, scratch my maybe. You are our resident Grizzly Bear uh, fan on the Under the Scope podcast. So. uh so uh, all, that's all that it took. Sweet. <laughs> so, resident grizzly bear fan, uh, what did you think of Painted Ruins? I was surprised by this, very pleasantly mm. surprised by this. But I wasn't thinking, I wasn't uh, expecting much, honestly, um, from from them like going into it. I don't know why, but I think I just kind of like had like I think I just kind of set like a low mediocre expectation for it going in just because like i don't know i really don't know why i think it was just because i had like the trend of the of of xx and dirty projectors um like you know the uh, these other high school acts and arcade fire i think it's because like because i was going off of that and i was like okay i don't want to be i don't want to feel disappointed even if it's if it's like a good album i don't want to feel disappointed by it like these so you know, I think that was why I kind of felt like that. But I was surprised by it. Um, I thought that it's really gorgeous. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really gorgeous. Um, it's psychedelic. It's glossy. It's um, got a lot of the same uh, staple like strings and really interesting drum patterns and harmonies and gorgeous vocals from Ed Drost. Mm-hmm. Lyrics, lyrics are. Um, kind of mysterious and um, interesting, but um, 
so I thought that it was really good. There's some great songs on here, um, but it's not like it doesn't like really push against anything. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of just like a, a really good indie record. But I was definitely I was like I was happy with it. I was more happy with it than like say like listening to the LCD Sound System record, mm-hmm. where I had this really high expectation for <laughs> it. So, but I, yeah, I was I was I was happy. So it feels like they just kind of like um, found, you know, what they were good at, like the strengths that they had, and they just and they like and they kind of honed this to like a really pretty, um, solid sound, and they just kind of stuck with it. Yeah. So uh, which is good, but it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's uh, boundary pushing as Beckett's Mist or Shields might be. Right, and I think um, and real quick before I get into my you know spiel um i apologize in advance i have a slight cold so if there's any coughing or what have you on the podcast i apologize um as far as expectations for this record it's not that i was surprised is as much as i forgot how much i loved grizzly bear um because it has been five Mm. years and even though i loved their material in the past i never considered myself like a, a huge fan of them and so, obviously, I was going to check out the Grizzly Bear record when it came out. Um, and this, if I had any expectations, it blew them out of the water. I think this is a fantastic record. Um, I think it's an album of the year contender. Um, it's, it, And I agree with you that it's not totally boundary pushing. And I'm seeing a lot of people state that this is just this entirely new realm for Grizzly Bear as a whole. I think I disagree with that. I think this is very it, it, sure it's different. I don't agree with that. Right. I I think this is very recognizably a grizzly bear record. Um, and you know, sure, instrumentation and tropes and trends update within a five year span. But I could, you know, th- this isn't anything I wouldn't have expected. You still get Ed Dross, you know, amazing, just stunning vocals. You get the classic uh, compressed mixing and mastering and production you get the colorful instrumentation you get the uh psychedelic guitars mm-hmm. you know th- this is this is still very much a grizzly bear record um however i just think the songs on here are so well constructed uh and i think the yeah they're the whole thing is really well crafted right uh, a, a, a lot of people have issues with the compression uh which is just kind of a grizzly bear staple at this point so that I, I, you know, you can continue to, um, you know, downgrade Grizzly Bear for that compression, but I think if you're a fan of them already, I don't think the way they mix, master, etc., produce on this record is going to be too alarming to you. Um, and, and people have, it, I, yeah. I, I love the way that they mix and master their stuff because it's it, it is so distinct right um, right i mean the way that they the way that they they do that is like it it you can you can just tell through with the air around it that it's a grizzly bear record and that's you mm-hmm. know whether or not they decide to switch their sound up completely or you know go a completely different stylistic direction every one of their albums is like definitely a grizzly bear record it's pretty right. undeniable Right. So I'm 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 a fan of how they do it. You know, I understand that people kind of have that complaint, like the audio files or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm but not too big I think on that. But 
I think it's well. I think it's like it's it's more of just like an artistic characteristic, and I I think that it's good. It does it doesn't bother me, so I think that it, it it's turned into like a charm for me, in, more than anything else. Right. It would be like um, just disregarding lo-fi music in general because it's like not produced, you know, in like high definition yeah. or something like that. To me, that's I mean, while technically lower fi or what have you. That's a stylistic choice to where, um, yeah. Si- si- similar situation here. It's a stylistic choice to have a more compressed sound. I think it pays off, um, and th- this album crosses off two of my mental checklist points when I think about uh, just uh, what I look for in a fantastic record. One of them being just flat out well crafted, non traditional songs that I don't feel like I've heard a thousand times already. Uh, as well as simultaneously this balance of having cohesion in an album while also having a ton of variety to like keep my interest the entire time. Um, I would I would completely agree with that. There's like such an interesting amount of cohesion in here um, because it doesn't sound so it doesn't sound samey right. throughout the record. Yeah, it, it it but it but it definitely has this like element of like a, a, a thematic element to it, and I I really like that about it. And I think that mm-hmm. was what I was expecting it to not have, honestly. And I don't know, I still I don't know why. I think it was just because like, you know, uh, I I don't know. I I just I felt like you know it wasn't going to have this amount of like even if it was a good record it wasn't going to be cohesive but they like nailed it with this right right and so like shields wasn't even as cohesive as this record is i don't think i i agree Um, with that yeah and this is much more dynamic than shields too by the way uh, as much as i enjoyed shields this one calls back more to Vecca the mist right it's than than anything else i think it's livelier uh than shields uh which is maybe why i wasn't too anticipatory for this record um i love shields but it was duller than vecatomist um but this brought back a lot of the the colorful instrumentation that i come to grizzly bear for um yeah as far as the you know the cohesion and the way it flows this album's just first half especially um is i think Mm -hmm. impeccable it's uh Mm -hmm. so from wasted acres morning sound four morning sound is morning sounds oh, like yeah. one of the their best songs it's so good it's it's amazing yeah and so yeah four cypresses three rings losing all sense aquarian those first six tracks i think are just they just knock yeah. it out of the park on like nearly everyone um yeah i agree with that and there's only a couple slight missteps but i like every single song on here uh cut out Sistol, those are you know they're fine uh i love neighbors i love glass hillside the closure is pretty good as well just all in all, a jam-packed, classic, 11-track indie rock record uh, from a band that I love. And um, they managed to surprise me, even though this record, I think, stylistically is getting a little overrated in its uh, contrasting to previous efforts. Yeah, so. I think that I think that people, um, especially with like a beloved group like this, once once like they put out something that's good mm-hmm. good to great um it it that you know that's when that's when it, it it can turn into like a perfect record yeah um because because people all are already like super excited about it so anything that's at least good is going to be a little bit overrated by the by the fans and by, 
by, you know, even by critics and stuff. Right. Just because just cause there's that bias there. And Grizzly Bear definitely has that. So... And because uh, it's all it's also easier to paint them like even if they were to put out, out a bad record, it's easier to paint them as like, you know, kind of like how Arcade Fire stands are with uh, yeah. everything now. Like it's easier to paint them with like, a, well, you just, you know, it's art, you know, because they're an arty band. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, these bands, especially like you're going to find a lot of overrating going on, I think. True. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um before we get to ratings for this record, I just wanted to mention, I think this album art is beautiful. It's <laughs> it's awesome. It's like some of the best of the year. It's literally just artwork. I mean, it, it's sort of just a mishmash yeah. of browns and navies and reds and all of that, but it just looks so great on a record. Yeah, it uh, is gorgeous. It's it, I, I'm a huge fan. I, 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 I want to like on vinyl just to have that <laughs> yeah like i would hang it that, up in uh, my apartment yeah absolutely um yeah. What, what uh what rating out of 10 would you give this um i'm gonna i'm giving it an eight, 8 out of 10 okay um and it's very it's a very very light eight um but i'm not like i'm not like uh a seven on it um because it's it's not it it, it has such it's such a good album mm-hmm. um it has so much cohesion it's got so much style it's got so much so many good songs so so much stuff that i just really like about it and uh and it's memorable so um but i'm not like i don't you might be a little bit higher on it than i am i'm not sure but i'm not like blown out of the water with it mm-hmm. but i do I, I really really like it so i think it might be a album of the year contender for me as well so Um, but i'm giving it an eight out of ten so i was pretty blown out of the water by this uh especially on the first two listens then kind of as more records came out from the quarter i kind of stopped listening to it just to listen to these newer records but Mm -hmm. i've recently found myself over the past couple of weeks returning to this quite a bit uh, so I'm staying at a nine out of ten. I think it's oh nice. Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't throw out nines a whole lot, but this is one of them. Um, this is uh, you know, one of the best records of the year. You can probably expect it in my top ten. Uh, when year end lists come, uh, fantastic record. That's an eight and a half combined for both of us for Grizzly Bears Painted Ruins. Uh, which record do you want to do next? Uh, you go ahead and pick. I picked okay. the so pick. Okay. All right. Uh, let's do. Oh gosh, I have one of three choices. I'll go with the War on Drugs. Boom. Uh, yeah. Uh, with their latest album, A Deeper Understanding. Mm-hmm. So the War on Drugs is Bernie Sanders' debut, or no? Uh, yes. <laughs> the war on drugs. <laughs> so that was a pretty good Bernie impression. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, Thank you, Bernie Sanders, for stopping by. <laughs> a deeper understanding yeah. of the war on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- thank you, uh, Senator Sanders, for stopping by our program for that. Um, I give that <laughs> a he should have won out of ten. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, uh, stick to music. Stick to music. Uh <laughs> Uh, the war on drugs, uh, you know, besides a platform, 
is an indie rock neo psychedelia Americana band. I'm not making these up. These are what people say. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, like, that makes this impressive. <laughs> yeah, you know they're just a neo psychedelia Americana indie rock band. Just, uh, yeah, just whipping that out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so they're from Philly. Uh, this is their, I believe, this is their first record since 2014's. Uh, was it Lost in the Dream? I think it was called. This is just yeah, off the lo- top. Of yeah, my head. Lost in the Dream. Yeah. Uh, also, um, mm-hmm. one of one of i think the most underrated records mm. from that year um i absolutely love that record it yep. would it would make like top five for me for that year they, they have uh, they're generally well regarded but they do have this sort of cult fan base in the indie community mm-hmm. where the people that love that record like love love that record like top five yeah, of, i'm one of those i'm one of those people yeah it's it's it is a very good record uh i think i'm maybe not a super fan but i'm in the group that appreciates everything they do um but yeah this record i'm i'm borrowing a description from someone on reddit uh because i thought it was pretty accurate it's it it's uh like if you combined bob dylan's vocals neil young's guitar and bruce springsteen's drummer that's the kind of music yeah right i forget who said that i wish i could credit the person but i was like that's a pretty perfect uh representation of what you're getting on this record so a lot yeah, of heart, Heartland, mid-80s Springsteen type of energy with Neil Young guitar solos and then like a, a quasi-Bob Dylan like on top of it. Um, yeah, he's got he's got that Bob Dylan inflection. And it's... it's uh, like in his, in his voice. And so while it, it, being inspired by Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen and Neil Young aren't unique in themselves... Uh, combining those styles together I think makes for not only a unique listen but just a, a frequently top notch uh, record from an instrumental standpoint and a, a production standpoint and a songwriting standpoint like yeah, every song on here is well most of them are pretty long songs but all of them are just so well constructed beginning to end Yeah, just the, great with builds great with solos knows when to go in for a chorus uh knows which instrumentation to plop in at any given point of the song there's a ton of crafting that went with this um yeah uh, generally well received from critics as well fans seem to love it Uh, you know album of the year talk from some people uh what did you think of it um i i i mean i'm a big fan of this Mm -hmm. record um i I I think that it's Pitchfork wrote um, one word on this, and I think that it's perfect, and that's obsessive. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think I I think that that's like a perfect way to to, to describe, the, especially the mixing. That's this is the biggest thing from this mm. record. This is like the most impressively mixed yes. and mastered and and just constructed record I may have heard all year. It's such a full sound, and it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This this thing this thing is like it's like a masterclass in in production. It's um it's so well constructed. Um, every I, I, every song, uh, there's there's like a couple moments here and there throughout the record that are like, you know, a, like a little bland. I think. Mm. Um, but like even even then it's like it's just coded in this like in this just gorgeous mixing um and beautiful instrumentation everything's has a purpose um lyrically it's not very impressive right um 
there's there's some stuff here and there that's just kind of like eh. but <laughs> he's kind of hard to understand anyway so <laughs> you know but the first few lessons through it's kind of like listening for me it was kind of like listening to like you know i don't know cocteau twins because it's so <laughs> like it's such a beautiful instrumental album but i'm just like what the hell is this guy saying and uh bob bob so, dylan's yeah. <laughs> if you get bob dylan's voice without the impeccable lyricism it's like oh boy uh, i don't know it's like yeah so yeah lyrics aren't aren't fantastic mm-hmm. um but uh but I, I i really like um man it's just such a well well produced mm-hmm. album um yeah there's they um the and and a and a good example of this is the um the uh, standout single that was released months before the record thinking of a place mm-hmm. it's like 11 minutes it's, yeah yeah it's 11 minutes long it's very ambitious um of a track to put into this already long album um and uh and it's a it's a great example i think of of how well constructed this record is because it's 11 minutes but it's like it's such a worthwhile 11 mm-hmm. minutes i mean it doesn't feel like you know that time doesn't stretch it's just like you're you're it's a very enveloping record mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm i'm a fan of i'm a fan of this one and you know i like it for a lot of the same reasons you like it you know songs are they have a lot of easygoing moments uh they have a lot of more intense instrumental moments i think there's a nice balance of that uh the songs are just generally well arranged you know plenty of great guitar solos etc but i do have this one pretty notable complaint uh, with the record in general and it's that i uh, it's almost cohesive to a fault for me uh to where these songs when i'm listening from front to back they sort of run into each other for me um if i listen to one song just in isolation like if i'm listening on shuffle with my entire library and something like strangest thing comes on my spotify i'm gonna listen to it and i'm gonna love it but if i'm listening to this record that's over an hour uh, i don't think there's enough variety from song to song um not necessarily from you know instrumental variety or anything like that but the variety of my emotional level i'm sort of at the same place emotionally from track one all the way to track 10 uh which i think hurts the the full album experience overall that's really my main complaint with this thing i don't have a whole lot of complaints outside of that um but that's that's a really good that that's a really good point because yeah it's it yeah it is it is like a really gorgeous record but yeah you're right it's not like um yeah that that is a really good point it's there's there's element there there's this element of uh of of like the same it's a really grand kind of yeah emotion but it's not yeah you're right it's kind of like um the same all the way through it's it's like if every um, song arcade fire did was wake up like i would love that song yeah like right, every yeah. time but it, it just keeps me at that same feeling uh pretty much the entire record so i would agree yeah. with that I, I i think that i agree with that i think that um <coughs> that this this thing is uh i i think that it's um to its core mm-hmm. it's not like an amazing album mm. but this the way that this is constructed and the way that it's mastered and the way that the instrumentals 
battles are done just break like elevates this mm-hmm. like uh, it elevates it from like an album that would be kind of mediocre it's to like it like brings out like this full potential into a what i think is a really good album yep yep and I, um, I yeah i really like this record and this is one of those albums that the, although i really like it i appreciate it more than i like it um i think it would be okay. a uh, it would be a great record, I think, to show songwriters. Uh, like, I would love to show this record to my brother, and you know, maybe he could get inspired by it or something. Because there's so much here to like instrumentally, vocally, uh, you know, even from a production standpoint, as you mentioned. Uh, so there's a yes. lot to love here. I think it's a fantastic record that I just can't quite say that I love. I'm almost there. And maybe I will be there by the time of the end of the year, but for now I can't quite say I'm at that love stage. Okay. Yeah. So, Fair enough. So I I would give it a you know almost an eight, but I'm going with seven. Okay, I'm at an eight with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I I was about to throw the nine on it mm. whenever we were talking about doing it, but it's that it doesn't have um, that. Uh, I think that you nailed it. It has that that it doesn't have that wow element mm-hmm. by the end of it that's as like doesn't stick with me as hard as um as as an you know i think that you nailed it with the fact that like i tend to go back to individual songs more than i listen to the entire album as a whole mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and that's a, that, that that's kind of like what keeps me from trying from giving it a nine is because like yeah some of the parts aren't as great as the whole i think that's the how it is right that's the phrase. wait let me think I think it's the other way. The sum of its parts are greater than the whole. Are of it. greater than are greater than the whole. Right in this yeah, case. Yeah, that makes yeah yeah that makes sense. That's what that is. So yeah, so that's a, a seven and a half from us. Uh, we've got two more records left in this stage of the podcast. Uh, is there any you want to? Yeah, yeah. So it's I, I'm letting you choose. So. Oh yeah, it's me now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go with uh, let's go with the national. Let's stay on this indie grind. Okay, so yeah, the national. Uh, what can I say other than just they're an indie rock band from Cincinnati uh, they are mm-hmm. by me and by plenty of others regarded as just one of the most consistent bands of the century uh, every record mm-hmm. they put out is at you know 8 out of 10 level from me from critics from fans you know it's just the consistently solid uh, band uh, they're known for just you know they're very somber music uh, they're known for Matt Berninger's really poetic lyrics and also just his very prominent baritone bassy vocals um mm. just just really a, a very sullen and somber band um I, I you know we haven't really talked about the national before even outside of the podcast we tend not to talk about them but this seems like a band that i think you would love um yeah i i really do mm-hmm. love the national and yeah i think you're right like i don't i don't i don't think about listening to them honestly that much um, until I do think about it, and then I'm like, "Shit, why is I not listening to National?" Because <laughs> right. um, yeah, like I, they're they're great. Like I mean, they're they're like the best in this world of uh, sad, mm-hmm. dreary indie rock, right. um, like that sad boy they're, music. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like the best. They're one of they're one of those you know staple bands for it. So. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan, but yeah, you're right. I don't think we talk about them like that much. Yeah, and this is um I guess their previous four records, which would be 
it this isn't going to be chronological but you know uh alligator boxer high violet trouble will find me all those records have somewhere between like an 80 and an 85 metacritic out of 100 so it's just consistently these guys are putting out work uh there's one of those bands that um everyone debates what their best album is it is just they are consistently solid and once again i think they're at that same 80 to 85 out of 100 level here um Mm -hmm. i think one thing they improved on on this record that has been kind of a gripe with me on their previous records is that i think they did a little more experimentation this time um and i think yep not only experimentation compared to their older discography but just adding more variety within the one album uh yep is whereas something like boxer while i love that record sometimes uh, it feels or even something like trouble will find me which is their record before this um it, it was a little maybe slightly samey uh, similar piano all of that and uh it didn't really push the envelope uh from an uh, experimental standpoint this however they took their style where they still have the really somber pianos they still have the really dark melodies all of that but they added these really and maybe this is something i just haven't noticed on previous records um but they added these really interesting rhythms these interesting drum patterns like if you took some of the weird drum patterns from kid a and then like quieted them down quite a bit that somewhat sets the foundation for a lot of the instrumentation on this record yeah Um, i'd say yeah that's a good that's a good uh that's a good analogy like like the kid a title track uh the way those drums are kind of muted they have a similar style going here uh just in general this is a slightly more electronic direction for them uh it's a little yeah i was gonna say Mm -hmm. i was gonna say that's that's the biggest thing i Mm -hmm. i took from their experimentation is the amount of synth and electronic yes. stuff that they have on here especially on like the title track or the track uh walk yeah. it back you know just a, a little more electronic which isn't new for uh you know what have been considered staples in the indie rock genre you know artists like bony Vare, dirty projectors uh they've been experienced uh, experimenting excuse me more with electronic sounds this doesn't sound anything like that but it's another example of uh, you know a, a band that is shifting from more traditional instrumentation to more computerized or more electronic instrumentation um and so yeah yeah, so i it's i found it interesting in that regard because i'm like oh i guess the national kind of went this route too um they did a good job with just incorporating it and not but not making it like the focal point of the record either because this is definitely still um a national album where the core of the, the the core of it is the guitar bass drum singer yes you know and yes. they've 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 always been that but it definitely i mean it has that added it's just like this complementing element to it instead of just because a lot of people i mean that's like when boney Vare like turned into just basically into an electronic experimentation group uh, folktronica so yeah folktronica <laughs> yeah that's yeah there it is or like was it like folk and then like pi sign <laughs> as a t and then like <laughs> the r for radius <laughs> five five zeros after it uh and yeah. then an upside down cross uh no yeah. But, but yeah no that's a great point um i should have mentioned that but yeah it, this is more an element 
to their older style that they added rather than just a complete abandonment of what they've done in yeah. the past. Um, but yeah, I'm, overall, I'm, fantastic record. Um, I'm at an eight on it too. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Just cause like, I mean, I think that you said that you're at that eight range. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's um, an eight for me. So I, I, I'm at, I'm, I'm at it too. It just consistent. I mean, these guys, they've got it. They, they've got the formula yep. down. Um, it's, it, they, I mean, the, the, the somber, the dreary lyrics, the, the lyrics are great, man. The lyrics Always. are so good on this, on this, uh, on this project. And, Always. uh, and it's got some of my now, I think could be favorite national songs mm-hmm. on here. Songs, songs like day I die, mm-hmm. um, system only dreams in darkness. Um, I'll still destroy you. Um, things like that, like um, title track too. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. It's, it might not end up being one of my favorites, but I, I really like it. Yeah, and the, the um, yeah, the, sorry, the the three track stretch from Guilty Party, Karen at the Liquor Store, Dark Side mm-hmm, of the Gym. Mm-hmm. I love that just mm-hmm. entire sequence. Really, that was, I think that mm-hmm. was a big highlight for me. Yeah, I think that uh, the the lowest point on here might be like Turtleneck. It sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Yeah, um, that's the biggest thing. But like it's very, it's very pretentious. Um, <laughs> yeah. Turtle turtleneck's very pretentious. But like it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just kind of like it, it just yeah it sticks out there and it's like hmm it feels a little bit unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But I I'm like I'm it doesn't it doesn't hurt anything really. I don't think it's just kind of like well that's kind of weird. But yeah. But but um, I, yeah. I, I'm 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 a I'm a fan of this of this record. I think that it's I think they they nailed it. They're so good. Yeah, these are these are indie veterans. They know what they're doing. Uh, and mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Matt Berninger's lyrics always fantastic. His vocals always fantastic. Um, this is another record, just like the War on Drugs, where I think pretty much every song here is just well crafted. Um, I will say my my complaint with this, and this is more of a personal complaint, so it's maybe not too objective, but. Uh, and it's a complaint I have with a lot of national records. It's that I think it's mood music. Um, I think if you're not in the mood for it, it can be a little, you know, dry and dull or boring. Um, yeah. You know, it just it, and that's that's something I try to you know keep out of my mind as I'm rating these records. But at the same time, it's that big of a factor for me sometimes where I just won't listen to a national record for a long time. But when I'm in the mood, it's just absolutely fantastic. So I'm keeping it at an eight. But I yeah, felt like I, I would I, mention I that. I agree with that. It it is very mood music. Mm-hmm. Luckily for me, it was in Nashville. It was like there was like three days of just very dreary, cloudy, like kind of mm-hmm. wet weather. Mm-hmm. So I'd like go bike and listen to the new national <laughs> yes. record. I'm like, this is this is awesome. Well, and we're getting fall weather, which is you know great national weather. So um. Yeah. So, so I right. look, yeah. So maybe this will increase, you know, by the time, you know, once again, uh, I think it could grow on me. Um, but yeah, it was kind of weird. Excuse me for it to come out like early September uh, while it was still like 90 degrees out where I'm at. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so that's a, an eight for us. Um, so mm-hmm. what? Eight and a half for Grizzly Bear, seven and a half for on drugs, eight for National. And then the last one in this group recommendation stage, mm-hmm. we've got uh, another, I would say, actually definitely re- uh, Patrick Anderson resident fandom. Um, that's the new record from Emo Legends, brand new, um, entitled Science Fiction. 
Uh, Brand New is an emo alternative rock band from Long Island. Maybe on a separate podcast, we could discuss the differences between alternative rock and indie rock because I don't have a good (laughs) distinguisher between those terms. (laughs) It's alternative rock is such a blanket term, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's just in the differences. I think I would hear alternative rock on like some shitty station that's still playing new metal. Like they might slip a little bit. (laughs) That's that's yeah, that's you have to have the twinge of of like of uh of of like angst and emo kind of influence in right. order for it to be considered alternative i think right so yeah uh, but yeah generally not considered alternative generally considered an emo group uh this is you know they are legends however this is my introduction to the band uh this is their first album in eight years daisy came out in 2009 however they're probably most known for Help me with this one. The 2006 record, uh, The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me. Um, I think that the fan consensus is always on Deja and Tandu, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's like, I'm, I'm a Devil and God guy. That's my favorite from okay. them. Um, well... Oh, I guess I just spoiled that. But oh. yeah, that's my favorite. Okay. From them. <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to switch it up. Like it was no, my mean, favorite. I, yeah. I mean, well, it, it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my favorite from them. Um, between those two, at least. Okay. Um, because most it, that's usually like what people are. Uh, that's that's always what been the argument has been. But most people are like Dejan Tandu fans. So that's the one. The uh, the astronaut in the oh yeah big orange background and everything. Yeah, I well, I liked this album enough to where I'm gonna go back and listen to their uh, older stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. resident brand new fan, uh, what did you think? I love this record. Mm-hmm. I figured you would. Uh, I I really really like this record. I think that it's like it's such a it's such a great addition to their discography. I was kind of nervous um, about it, um, just because like. I don't know. It's just like it just seemed kind of. I don't know. It it seemed kind of kind of uh, weird that that they were just coming back with uh, a new record. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know when emo has been kind of, especially their branch of emo has been kind of not phased out, but like mm-hmm. it it's it's definitely changed since they've been around, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what kind of what made me nervous about it i was like eh, i'm not sure if it's gonna but i i was completely blown out of the water with it it's so thematic and enveloping and the lyrics are fantastic the instrumentals on this thing mm. are like the best that they have like this is such a great instrumental record i it's it's so impressive um yeah, and I'm a huge fan of like the overall message behind this this record, which is like seems to be like this theme of you know like understanding uh, depression and and like and drug use and things like that um, with people and and like giving like this uh, like sense of hope mm. kind of um, it's definitely dark and 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 angsty and and uh, has that like heavy theme to it but like there's this good amount of of of, uh, of like positivity throughout the record too so I'm a, I'm a big fan of of that too um 
Yeah, it it's I'm very impressed by this thing. I I think that it's great. It's a, it's an album, um, you know, top fifty album contender mm. for sure mm-hmm. for me. Um, I can't I can't stay away from it. I've I've been loving it since since I since I first listened to it. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm going to be lower than you are on this, uh, but I'll just start with my disclaimer. If I could totally see this growing on me. Uh, with emo records, I tend not to think that emo records can grow on me because typically I listen to an emo record and it's very instantaneous. Uh, you know, the power instrumentation is immediate. Uh, the, you know, any sort of emo vocal patterns or harmonies, they're all right in your face uh, for the most yeah. part. It's very easy to appreciate an emo record on your first couple of listens. But this, this is very interesting uh song structures uh for an emo record um many of these songs are over five minutes which allows the band to switch up this like completely switch up the style of the song once or twice throughout the song so it, it kept me on my feet as to where the the song might go next which i love that aspect about any record um like same logic and teeth Mm-hmm. That song is fantastic, and they yeah. they'll throw in some maybe a little more typical emo tropes mixed with like some Latin guitar, mixed with this breakdown, and it's just there's so much going on at times, which I found interesting, especially for an emo record. Um, so yeah, the more I listen to this, the more I pick up on exactly what all the band is trying to do on this record and i think that'll continue to be the case um i'm gonna be lower than you but this is a very good record uh my biggest complaint i would say overall is uh, i a couple of them really uh I, I i would love or i would have loved a more energetic or shorter intro and outro uh and i would have um appreciated uh, that a few of the songs um, be a little less what I would consider typical of something like an alternative rock or emo song. Um, a couple songs here and there, such as, uh, I guess, Waste is one that comes to mind, I thought were pretty conventional for the genre. Um, but my favorite tracks generally are the ones like Same Logic and Teeth or maybe something like Out of Mana that I that sort of struck a chord with me as like, you know, I haven't really heard this on an emo record before um so yeah i I mean it's it's a very fascinating album for me Uh, i've never felt this way after listening to an emo record so i'm excited to go back to uh, some of their older projects and see you know why people were so hyped about this record because this is the first independently released album to top the charts uh since blonde last year which i thought was kind of interesting oh hmm yeah yeah that is interesting so yeah um and i'm gonna go uh the real plebeian route of uh stating that my favorite track is can't get it out that song's fucking awesome yeah that song is it's it's just i mean it's the most typical song on here but it's just executed to you know emo perfection they've got the harmonies going the build-ups the angst it's all there it's fantastic yeah uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 am not mad if like anybody's like saying anything is like one of their favorite songs on here. Really, mm-hmm. I think that they're all very well done. Um, 
you know, I, I, it, you know, the same logic teeth is just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's awesome. One, three, seven mm-hmm. is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Out of mana in the, could never be heaven. I like to uh, like, yeah, I like no control quite a bit too. That was, Oh, no control is great too. Yeah. That's got a, a, a lot more of the same emo tropes. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. especially that chorus mm-hmm. um like early early emo but i i think like those don't bother me um because these guys are so good at it um they they the way that they can they weave these things into their songs um into these like so well constructed songs on here it, it works and it, and it and it turns out to be good emo indie pop kind of stuff Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't really have, you know, any complaints on here. Um, so I, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm a fan of this one. Yeah. Um, and I'll, this one's, oh. this one's up there right now. So Dublin God is still my favorite just because like, this has only been out for a few months. So, right. Right. You know. I, but this is up there as far as quality goes for me with wow, the okay. Devil and God, I think. Yeah, and there's all sorts of opinions out there. Uh, you know, the people I think generally agree with you that it's either Devil and God or Dejan Tendu. But there, I've seen some people say that this is not only their album of the year, but their favorite brand new record in general. Which you know, uh, that's that's great if you're this long in the yeah. game still coming out with quality so i think i think it's so good that that you know i i definitely and it's and it's different enough Mm -hmm. it's definitely separate enough from those other records that uh that you know it 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 could it it stands a case for yeah i could see this being your favorite totally um so so yeah i i love a lot of the songs on here some of them i think are a little typical some of them i think are typical and i love them anyway uh i think a lot of the songs there's a lot of songs that are that have just great moments in them uh and i find that you know fascinating uh overall i'm giving it a seven uh with the disclaimer of once again i could totally see this growing on me by the end of the year so Mm. well we are at our biggest separation here whoa okay um of of the of the podcast because I, i i'm a huge fan of this one this is my favorite from these four one mm. of my favorite records to come out this year okay um i keep i keep returning to it over and over again i can't i just i, I, I it's 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 stood out to me with a, just a few other records um from this year as one of the best most well-constructed things um to come out this year i am at a nine nine all I'm right throwing i'm throwing the nine on on this one yeah so that puts um, us at an i think i've average. had a nine on every quarter podcast and this one gets my nine for this okay for this quarter so of the four my favorite was grizzly bear your favorite was uh brand new uh our mm-hmm. average for brand new is eight <coughs> that's the end of our uh, our group recommendations uh so we'll move on to the the individual recommendation portion which I always find interesting because, as I mentioned earlier, I have no idea what you're going to pick. You have no idea mm-hmm. what I'm going to pick. For all mm-hmm. I know, we could be picking each other's records. We'll see. <laughs> we, I really hope not. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we haven't yet. So, uh, you know, I, I try to pick records that, uh, you know, I know I'm going to be the one bringing it to the table. Um, and, you know, I, I have a, a pretty good ear for what I think you're going to, you know, recommend. And I think you have a good idea of what I would 
recommend generally. Um, so yeah, each of us has four albums. Uh, did you want to start this one or? Yeah, sure. I'll start this one, and we give our uh, Scopies. Yes, the Scopie Awards for for uh, for th- these ones. I'm glad you remembered this time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. I remembered. Um, okay, so uh, my first award, my first Scopie for the most pleasant surprise from a high school band that I loved Mm. Uh, this well maybe not the most pleasant but a very pleasant surprise from a high school band that I loved Scopey Mm -hmm. um, goes to Iron and Wine for for their new album Beast Epic Um, I don't know if you've heard this this record yet or not I heard only Um, a couple songs but uh, but yeah I haven't heard the whole thing yet yeah so this uh they this is the first one in like first proper album in like four years something like that i'm not really sure i fell off from them um after shepherd's dog um came out i was a big fan of our endless number days and shepherd's dog um when i got into that in high school they were they were great they were kind of like an underrated like overlooked group for me um throughout high school i think that a lot of people a lot of iron lines fans feel kind of disenfranchised by the indie world for that mm-hmm. um but they came back and i fell out off of them after those just because like they were coming out with some more experimental stuff which was fine but it wasn't <laughs> great um they came back this year with beast epic and it's a call back to shepherd's dog and um endless numbered days with this uh, more stripped down production guitar centric lyric centric sam beans just like absolutely lulling vocals um it's it's uh it's a very positive uh indie record very pleasant um it's got some great great songs on here um there's uh there's there's some there's some kitschy some kitschy campy stuff to this i mean it's kind of hippie um at times and very folksy but i uh, i i i liked it so uh enough that i was like i wanted i want to you know give this give this a shout out um and i because i think that people will really like this this record um, so yeah, check out Beast. Oh, do we are we rating these ones? I can't remember if we're rating. Our, I I did um, just out of habit, but yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm a seven on Beast Epic. Okay. Um, I really I really like a lot of a lot of moments on this on this thing. Um, there's some just great songs on here, uh, but it's not like amazing. It's just it's just really good, and I think that um, I think that people will just love this project. Um, I, I think that some people are just going to love this project. I, I, I think that it's a little cheesy at some points, but it's mm. definitely worth checking out. So, yeah, Iron and Wine. Thank you for giving me a new good Iron and Wine album, by the way, because I, I, I'm always, like, a fan of that. That makes me feel good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember you, so, I mean, around freshman year, I guess, I remember you being a really big fan of, you know, and you introduced me to them. So, uh you know, I'll, I'll probably yeah. get around. I'll, I'll get around to uh, that record at some point. Um, I, I was waiting for your opinion on this, whether we talked about it on this podcast or not. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like it quite a bit. So. So yeah, uh, my first Scopey Award. Uh, I'm calling the it's the pencil in an eight award. 
um, because every time this artist releases a record, you can just pencil in an 8 out of 10 um, at least. Uh, one of the most consistent acts in music, one of the most consistent acts in hip-hop of the past few years. Uh, you're not going to be surprised I put this on here. The latest record from Open Mike Eagle. Um, yeah, uh, Brick Body Kids Still yeah. Daydream. Uh, this is just, there's so much to love about Open Mike Eagle. Uh, and I think many people would love him if they just gave him a shot. Because we talk about these hip-hop artists on this podcast, uh, such as Chance the Rapper or Anderson Pack or whoever, um, where their charisma and their personality add just so much to the record. Um, just this infectious personality, just this lovable, relatable sense of the artist that you get in the music open mike eagle is sort of the underground hip-hop version of that he's a very relatable guy he's a very quirky guy he's a very honest individual he expresses his innermost thoughts whether that's on uh politics whether that's on philosophy whether that's on you know just uh, in this album uh, his ranking of ice cube albums whether it's uh just this video game you know he makes a lot of references he'll talk about anything and no matter what he's talking about uh it's entertaining for me um because he just has this this sincerity that is hard to describe but it's easy to pick up on when you listen to his music um hip-hop is this genre of acting tough or sort of shielding your true self off from the world uh in order to look you know, macho or, or gangster or what have you. Open Mike Eagle is the most secure rapper I've heard in a long time. Um, but that's just his personality. His talent is undeniable as well, especially on this record. Uh, I think this, from a rapping perspective, I think these are his best lyrics since uh, 2014's Dark Comedy, which is what I would consider to be his best work. Uh, and additionally, I think this in general might be Open Mike Eagle's greatest testament to his abilities of constructing melodies. Uh, the way hip-hop has evolved over the past few years, especially with artists like Drake or J. Cole or what have you, melody has become a more significant aspect of hip-hop. It's not just rhyming over breakbeats anymore. Uh, you have to have some sort of inflection with your voice, changing of pitches, some sort of melodic element to your songs. Open Mike Eagle throughout his career and especially over the past few albums has consistently brought just interesting melodies, catchy melodies, you know, enjoyable, lighthearted melodies uh, to the table. And I think he, I, I don't know if he did, obviously, but I think he put more focus this time into making his melodies um, a, a bigger focal point of the record. He's, it, it's just, um, I don't want to uh, get the impression that this is like a, a singy-songy hip-hop record, but um, rappers tend to do their own hooks now, uh, and uh, he's got some of the best hooks in the game right now. Uh, it's a shame people aren't listening to him, because this is one of those acts that, he, yeah, he's a little weird, but he's not so experimental that like your average hip-hop fan would be turned off from him. Um, so yeah, whether he's rapping about, you know, well, brick body kids, uh, the life of kids who are living in the projects, or whether he's rapping about, uh, you know, whatever, just like whatever he had for breakfast that morning, you know, anything like that. He'll rap about everything, and everything he raps about is uh, executed in 
a really entertaining way. Um, yeah, eight out of ten for me. Uh, what did real quick? What did you think of the uh, the open mic eagle? Well, that was much more extensive than I would have thought to uh, say about it. Um, but I, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of this. I'm such a huge fan of this whole movement in hip hop, um, where it's this quirky mm-hmm. kind of offbeat. Um, it's it's like the the indie mix of of, of hip hop. It's like kind of marrying the indie scene to to hip hop. Um, it's it's like very accessible. I think that anybody would really would like it given a chance, but it's not like it doesn't sacrifice any sort of quality um, mm-hmm. to that accessibility. And like he's this is such a good example of that. I I, I really like um, the. This project mm-hmm. so yeah I, I i i was very uh not surprised by it but just like very surprised by how much i uh i liked this project too yeah so. and just real quick uh, i forgot to mention the the production is often very interesting as well um but again yeah. the the real appeal here is open mike eagles just general charm and approach to making a hip-hop yeah. record it feels like to me like these guys, these kind of these kind of uh, rappers mm-hmm. um, are like. It feels like they have taken the Drake foundation mm-hmm. of of kind of like the movement that he started with sing songy kind of rap, and they took it and they made it actually like interesting and <laughs> right. artistic instead of like instead of like a lot of what is going on now mm-hmm. which is this just you know kind of it, it, it just vapid like just doing it right. to do it because it's trendy kind of thing um because he definitely started this whole movement i don't think that you get this without having drake right kinda right set this set the i mean like uh, there's more to it than that but like i, I think that he kind of like set in motion that idea of what hip hop can be, modern hip hop can be, mm-hmm. and uh, and and but these guys, it's like Open Mike Eagles, a great example of them. It's just like they they've they've been. I'm I'm a huge fan of this whole movement mm-hmm. in uh, in the hip hop world. And yeah, so. and real quick, uh, Open Mike Eagle as well as this artist I plan on talking about later in the podcast. Uh, we're both pretty <laughs> influenced by uh, Bus Driver, who's this underground hip hop legend who. Certainly, uh, to put it one way, brings a shitload of melody to the table. He is as eccentric as uh, a rapper as ever has existed. Uh, And so Open Mike Eagle and Artist to be Named Later really drew from that inspiration. Uh, So I think that's even more so than someone like Drake or some of these artists that are incorporating more melody. I think Bus Driver is really the the biggest historical focal point uh, to come back to. But yeah. Okay. So yeah. Left Doom, I guess, would be a great that um, them too or him too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. He he. I guess he started this whole movement really, like with the kind of Adult Swim style right. of rapping. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's it for me. Um, okay. What's your next one? Um, my scopey for I'm a black metal noob, <laughs> but I got to try and talk about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> goes to uh, Integrity mm. for their album Howling for the Nightmare Shall Come. Mm. Um, apparently, Integrity are legends. 
Um, again, I'm a black metal noob. I'm a metal noob in general. Yeah. Um, but I've been trying this year <laughs> and I've been trying to like talk about this stuff. And this is, I, I gotta say, this is the hardest genre um that i've <laughs> that i've uh had to try to get into um just because like there's so many subsets of this of of metal and so much um so much intricate intricate stuff going on hmm. and so ma- so many styles that are at first unappealing but interesting and um and and immediate and appealing but i don't like i i i've been having so much trouble finding words to describe um why i like a lot of these metal records especially black metal records um from this year and integrity is one of those uh this this album is one of those albums that i've been having trouble finding the right words to describe why i like this so much but <clears throat> i'm gonna try <laughs> um, so what I think is they they have um, they have gotten this this style of, of um, old school sort of very fast double pedal um, almost thrash influenced kind of uh, metal with a, a kind of metallic drawing on like Metallica um, uh, instrumentals and uh, drum patterns and they have this just amazing. Um, vocalist. I don't know who he is. I should look that up, but he's uh, he's <laughs> it's screaming. It's scream. It's not screamo. It's scream like very mm. guttural kind of scream. Um, <clears throat> pr- primal, not quite that. Like, but just like very like very primal, like angry kind of shouting scream. Okay. Um, but they do it. They do it in a melodic way. Um, and uh and and the instrumentation behind it is so impressive um and and very enveloping um very fast brutal kind of um kind of metal uh thematically dark and mysterious and fun there's a lot of fun in this too which is was good for me because um, a lot of the black metal that I've been listening to for the past few like year, um, it's not like as fun, and it's it, it's tougher it's tougher to like get into because it's like this is already a new thing, mm-hmm. so it's like tougher to like get that. So there's a lot of accessibility and fun on this one, and I uh, I think that it it's it's been one of my favorite. I've been going back to it more often than um, some of the other. Uh, metal records that I've given recommendations for and um, and just in general um, yeah I, uh, I I really want to check out more of their stuff <clears throat> their stuff because they're apparently they're legends I've never heard of them before but again that's why I gave them the scope before I'm a I'm a black metal <laughs> dude but I'm trying <laughs> uh, um, yeah so yeah um but yeah this this record is um it's it's a pretty long record but it was um it's it's so enveloping and so fast and fun and dark and uh and instrumentally just awesome that uh it goes by very quickly and um and it and it it left me with a lot of uh 
a lot a, a very good lasting impression um, and I've gone back to it multiple times um, I so I yeah I, I'd rank this an eight okay um, not a lot to complain about here um, so and uh, and I'm not good at complaining about things with metal yet either so <laughs> If if you're an, a metal noob, I don't know what that makes me. I know nothing about metal, especially black metal. Uh, so I am out on any metal discussion. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I just I'm out. Yeah, I, I'm so I, out. I really, I, I really just and want to just try and like further into it. But man, yeah, it has been like <laughs> like the past this year. I've just been realizing like how much you can miss, how much music you can miss if you just kind of don't go into this. Mm-hmm. this whole area and it's hard to like distinguish the good from the bad sometimes right right like i guess the more you listen to it the more you might realize what you like and what you don't like but uh yeah but yeah so yeah, yeah eight eight for in- yeah. integrity um, if you want to if you want to listen to it i would honestly suggest like if you want to listen to something from like i think this is black metal okay um so if you if like I, I would say to anybody really either li- like listening to like if there was a project that I was giving recommendations for a uh, metal project that I'm giving recommendations for I say that this one is the one to check out first because it is pretty accessible and it's a lot of fun mm. um, and it's a and it's just very it, it, like instrumentally impressive and um, and uh yeah so I, like it's it's immediately you can there's a lot of good stuff to take away from it so um it's not it it, it doesn't feel as heavy and hard uh, as as some of the other stuff that i might have recommended and uh, what was the name of the album again howling for the nightmare shall come god that's... or sorry howling for the nightmare shall consume that's awesome. That that's pretty good. I wrote that I wrote that down wrong, but it's not that. It's how it's <laughs> the nightmare shall consume. That that's an awesome album title. So just based it's off of that. It's great album art too. It's so cool. So uh okay. Uh so eight out of ten. Uh yeah. my next Scopey Award is the uh the thank you for uh excuse me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh it's the thank you for reminding me why I read Pitchfork Award. Um, so Pitchfork, for those who don't know, but are still listening to a music podcast, uh, Pitchfork is a very famous publication, music publication. They rate albums out of 10 using a decimal system. Uh, I listen to every single album that Pitchfork gives the best new music rating, uh, whether I am familiar with the artist or not. Um, and yeah, Every time I listen to Best New Music, you know, sometimes I'm expecting it to be good. Sometimes I'm a little skeptical. This one, I was skeptical going into the record. It was, you know, only an 8.3 rating, which is as low as the rating you could get while still retaining Best New Music status. Uh, And I had never heard of the artist, but holy fucking shit, this record is awesome. Um, It's the latest record from Zola Jesus. Enti- oh, I haven't listened to that yet. Oh, dude, dude. Oh, my God. So, okay. Uh, I think. Okay, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts yeah. on this now. So, the the title of the record is uh, Okovi, I believe. Okovi. O K O V I. Uh, the latest record from Zola Jesus, who is a goth pop, electronic, industrial, synth pop singer, songwriter, producer from Phoenix, Arizona. So, that just had me interested already. Like, what the hell is goth pop? Not really sure. Yeah. 
Um, but holy cow, the the operative word here is sleek. Like this record is it, the production, the vocals. It's just so smooth, sleek, cool. Uh, like it, it's almost hard to verbalize just how sleek this album is. the The ideal listening scenario would be uh, driving like a luxury car through an orange lit tunnel at night when you're the only one on the road like <laughs> like nice yeah, okay yeah so we're we're talking like that level of just smooth um cool yeah so but as, for more specifics uh it's very haunting it's very eerie um and that's the vocals and the production the production is this mix of you know bangers ballads and these songs that have this continuous build up which you know me I'm a big fan of songs like that um it, it's not as weird as like the arca record but it's definitely weirder than like a Jamie XX record uh in terms of the production it's it's dark but it hits hard uh while still having this like classiness about it uh, for lack of a better word, it has this elegance while still ha like at the same time just being surrounded by this haunting atmosphere. Uh, I'm not good at describing uh, exactly the content of this record because goth pop, industrial, that's not really my forte or my expertise. All I know is I love this record. Her vocals are also haunting, eerie, beautiful, etc., um, it's just this interesting combination of production I hadn't really heard before that hit way harder than I expected it to uh, her voice which is just oh it's to die for um, and it's actually pretty accessible uh, which I also did not expect uh, just looking at this weird ass album art and um, my, my big complaint though before I give my rating is that it there is this style versus substance imbalance where the substance of you know the lyrics and the song topics or, or what have you isn't really there it's mostly just like hey look how neat and shiny this record is but it's really fucking shiny uh i'm going to <laughs> i'm giving it a a convincing eight out of ten um while it admittingly not having the when i write this up for album of the year i'll figure out exactly what i want to say about it because uh i'll look more into the genre this right. is kind of like yeah. my equivalent yeah. of your black metal uh however holy cow i can't recommend this album enough at least check it out uh songs like vaca or wise blood not featuring wise blood uh or <laughs> yeah i was i was gonna say is that <laughs> right um her vocals are as beautiful as Wise Blood's vocals at times. It's it's fantastic. Um, yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, because I I was meaning I saw that they gave it best new music, and uh, and I was interested in it just because that album art like struck me immediately. Mm -hmm. um, but they I think that they reviewed it early, and uh, yes. and I looked on Apple Music and I didn't see it. I'm like, oh okay, and then I just forgot about it, so mm -hmm. I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, here's your here's your chance. Zola Jesus Okovi. Or a Kavi. Uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Eight out of ten. Uh, it's closer to a nine than it is to a seven. Um, and yeah, that's it nice. for that one. So yeah. Nice. Okay. 
Oh, yeah, I'm going to check that one out. One of, one of the next ones. All right. Uh, my next award is uh, the I Should Listen to More of These Guys, mm. Scopey. Yes. Um, this, one, uh, this one is going to the post-rock Scottish band Mogwai. Mm, mm-hmm. I checked this out. Um, they, uh, what's that? I checked this record out. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, I'll ask you what you thought about it after I okay. uh, get my get my get my thoughts out here. Yeah, so Mogwai, I've uh, they've they've been around for a very very long time, like since like the two thousands, like early two thousands or late nineties, um, and they've been in the post rock genre like as long as Sigur Row has and they've been like they've been having they, they've had this following um not quite as big as Sigur Row, but they've been they've always been in the this uh just kind of like on the fringe um and very influential very um very involved in that whole genre and uh and and i really haven't given them much attention but i decided to check them out um with their latest record, Every Country Sun, um, which came out beginning of September. Um, so, and I, I, I like this record quite a bit. I, it's, it's really, really cool, interesting, uh, dynamic, electronic kind of sounds. There's a little bit of ambience to it. Um, that I got, which I liked quite a bit. They did a really good job of it. And, um, the, the way that they're, um, the, their instrumentation is so precise and uh, and 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 builds and their and, and the way that they incorporate their vocals um, is so interesting. Um, I thought that it was just a very very cool, very um, I don't, I don't want to say interesting. That's kind of like a non-word for music. <laughs> But it's like it, it's it's very distinct, um, and in the post rock world, it's kind of it, you can kind of fall into this trope of just like reverb heavy electronic ambience kind of heavy stuff, and this one sits out um, and kind of makes a name for itself. Um, there there's a lot of there's a lot of really interesting themes on here. Um, I I I wasn't like super blown away by it but i really like this record and um and it stuck with me enough that i've gone back um to it you know i'll I'll go back to it like while i'm biking and stuff like that and it's just a really cool um uh very mood heavy kind of um album to to put on um yeah it stuck with me quite a bit i uh i'd i'd give this record I, I'm gonna give it. A, a, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm close to an eight on it. Okay. That might change like later on. I think I'm gonna seven for it because it's not like it's not amazing, but it. I really liked it. Um, yeah, I think that it's definitely worth a recommendation for it. it I only. I, I, I need to check out more of their stuff. Yeah. So, what did you think of it? Yeah, I, I only heard a, a few songs from it, kind of in passing. Um, but you know, I, I relatively enjoyed what I heard. Uh, I just haven't gotten around to hearing the, the, you know, sitting down and taking the time to listen to it in full. But 
You know, oh, I was okay. as so I was you, listening to it, I'm like, oh, this might be something. Uh, I hope Patrick checks out at some point. And sure enough, here yeah, we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I checked it out because um, I knew Pitchfork had been talking about them for a long time. I see their name pop up all the time, mm-hmm. and then I saw that they reviewed this album. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to listen to this, and I'm glad that I did because um, it's it's definitely a it's it's a it's a very distinct record for this year, and I think I don't want it to go overlooked. So. Um, yeah, that's one of my recommendations. So. All right. So seven out of ten for Mogwai. Mm-hmm. So um, this next award is the this album is everything, everything award, and that's the latest. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, the the latest record nice. from uh, <laughs> the latest record from Everything Everything. Um, I checked this one out too. Oh yeah. So I love this yeah. thing. Uh, it the uh, the name of the record is A Fever Dream. Uh, Everything Everything is an art pop indie rock experimental pop band from Manchester. Um, it, this this record is just absolutely fun. Uh, it's mm-hmm. so much fun. Um, I'm so surprised that, like, I I understand why they're not huge because they're they are art pop. They are experimental pop. However, like their songs are catchy to the point where I could maybe hear them being on the radio like the only thing keeping mm-hmm. these songs from being on the radio is just like they're a little weird and not typical for pop music but this is the most accessible yeah, they'd record have, they'd have to have a much bigger fan base in order for them to get radio play but i agree it, I, like i thought that it was like it was it was very it's very poppy yes it is yeah it's this unique brand of pop too uh but yeah it's highly accessible infectious um it, they they know how to compose like just this these killer choruses um my my complaint with this one is that there are a few tracks that are slower uh which are fine but what drew me to this band and this is my introduction to the band uh what drew me to this album specifically is just the fast drums um the power guitars the power instrumentation i guess this is considered power pop which is a Will Brost pet genre. Um, I think what what might turn people off um, are the vocals. I could see it because although I love the vocals, they are really weird. You get a lot of like and like a lot of um, let, let's see, like like that like these really high, <laughs> these really high like falsetto screams that have this little like frog in the throat thing going at sometimes it's really interesting um there's that nod word again um but <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it, it's a a brand of pop vocalization that i had not heard before um the the drums i had heard before um but they're just executed so well and there's a lot going on with the drums that it just keeps the energy up tempo and at like a, a great pace for the entirety of the record sans for the couple of slower tracks i mentioned that kind of took me out of the record um the guitars are fantastic i don't have a ton to say about this record other than just check it out because this thing is really fucking fun um the singles though can't do and desire those two i thought were just a little too accessible and commonplace to the part where I'm general, uh, genuinely questioning why they're not on the radio because, like, they don't seem that much different than, like, something you might hear on Brit pop radio or whatever. Um, 
it, it, a, a couple of tracks were too accessible to the point where they lost the experimentation or the art pop quality that drew me to the record when I heard tracks such as uh, Night of the Long Knives or Ivory Tower. Um, so yeah, just absolutely, I, anytime we get a really fun record, I need to recommend it because I realize as I recommend a lot of these records, they are pretty niche um, for the most part. Uh, they are for a very specific audience. This one, I think, would have a massive audience. The problem is mm -hmm. it's just they're not at that level of popularity and they aren't marketed as such. But yeah, Everything, Everything, A Fever Dream. Um, just shy of an eight. I'm going seven on it. Uh, but yeah, ton of fun. Check it out. Uh, and yeah, I yeah. yeah completely agree. Very fun, fun record. They might, I mean, when we do album of the year list, we make a playlist, so I'm going to throw a song on there. Um and shoot, these might even make some of my like song of the year list. Uh, they're in consideration for that. You know, songs like Run the Numbers or Night of the mm. Long Knives. Just fantastic pop tracks that anybody could love. Uh, so yeah, 7 out of 10, everything, everything. Interesting name for a band. I don't think I would name my band that, but hey, you know what? <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of their name. I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I, 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 I don't know why. I just think that that's really cool. Um, anyway, okay. Um, my last mm. Scopey. Mm -hmm. Is that wait? Was that that was your fourth, right? That was my that was my third, but you went before me. So yeah, we're on I our did last go ones. You. That's right. I did go before you. Mm -hmm. So the last one for me is the aesthetic Scopey. <laughs> And this one goes to none other than Ariel Pink. Yes. With his new record dedicated to Bobby Jameson. And real not quick. Johnson. As, <laughs> Bobby I, as I incorrectly said earlier. And, and real quick, uh, aesthetic is the word I was trying to use during my Zola Jesus portion and just wasn't coming up with it. But yeah, it's very okay. much an aesthetic yeah. album as well. <laughs> yeah. This one is, I mean, it's Ariel Pink. Mm -hmm. Nobody does aesthetic like Ariel Pink. <laughs> so, yeah, Ariel Pink, what is he, L.A., right? L.A.-based pop artist. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Legend in mm -hmm. the art pop, mm -hmm. um, indie, electro uh, kind of area. Um, yeah, his album Pom Pom is one of the best. Fantastic most interesting coolest pop records i think i've ever heard agreed um same with ariel pink's haunted graffiti um anyway but so but this he comes back to uh 2017 with this new record de dedicated to bobby jameson and has not lost his touch not at all he he has he, this this album is one of the most distinct things from this year um i mean there's just there's there's nothing that sounds like this that's out right now um and 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 that's why we love ariel pink mm -hmm. it's very there there's some there's some <coughs> wide-ranging uh styles on here um with uh with songs like i mean the accessibility pop accessibility shimmery glossy kind of stuff like feels like heaven which is an mm -hmm. awesome track. Fantastic. One of the one of the best tracks I've heard this year might make my songs of the year list. We'll see. Um, that one's going to be a toughie. Mm -hmm. um, just Can't like making that, that whole making that whole thing up. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, but so 
So it goes ranging from that to songs like Santa's in the closet, <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is just like the, this, I mean, it, it gets into this weird eccentricism of Ariel pink, um, with this just very boopy gargly <laughs> kind of instrumentation. And then, and his, and then he's warping his vocals to talk like this, <laughs> and <laughs> and 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 he's I mean he's just one of the most interesting characters in music in, in the indie world pop world especially um, yeah and and this one this one just uh, it, it stands out from his own discography um, it stands out from the rest of what's going on right now it's got just it, it it's got so much variety variety on here, but he does such a good job of um, of of tying in all of these like what would normally be very incohesive songs mm-hmm. into a into a thematic aesthetic because he's just he's just great he's just a master at that um, and, and and because there's no reason that a song like feels like heaven should be on a, on an album with a song like Santa's in the closet or even right after what it comes after which is time to meet your god <laughs> time to meet your god <laughs> so i mean like there's no reason that that should be on there in any other way but for whatever reason he's able to just like craft this structure and theme where you accept it as a part of of the of the pop record and it and it works perfectly um and that and that stretches over the the course of the the record um not not a lot to complain about here it's very eccentric and there's not like you know there's 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 elements i think that uh that i don't like as much but the guy is so weird and 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 this this music style is so eccentric and just like fascinating that uh that i kind of get like i any of the stuff that like i normally wouldn't like it's just like i like it because of how how well he pulls off the stuff (laughs) um and and the and the the way that he's able to craft this theme and make this an actual pop record um just one of the most interesting characters i think in the world of music right now um, so I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm at an eight on dedicated to Bobby Jameson. Okay. Um, I, I I think it's great. Um, I don't know I don't know if it's I mean like I really like it a lot, but like I, it's gonna take me some time when we get to our album of the year to see like what uh, list like what's going on with because uh, w- what's going on with like my thoughts on it as far as like that ranking goes. So there's just so much to unpack from this thing mm-hmm. too, and it it just came out too. So yeah, it it I I'm I'm a fan of this one though. This one seems more accessible in certain ways. I th- yeah, think yeah than I, like I, than I, like even Pom Pom does though. I was wondering that, and I don't know how much of that is just I'm kind of used to Ariel Pink at this point, as as used to Ariel Pink as one could be. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it's that true. or if it's just yeah. yeah. So it maybe like, so though. Yeah. Cause like listening to Pom Pom, I and mean, that's the first that was the first like introduction I had to Ariel Pink. So then like you listen like white freckles. 
and you're like and you're like what the fuck <laughs> is going on with this guy <laughs> and then and then like yeah i guess you're right like you hear you, you well, as soon as i as soon as you <laughs> turn this on and you hear the time to meet your god <laughs> like it's like all right we're back with aerial paint and that's like exciting instead of weird now <laughs> <laughs> yeah you after listening to a uh, uh, exile on frog street i listened to something <laughs> i listened to a uh, time to live time for life and i'm like yeah okay this makes sense yeah <laughs> yeah right this yeah. is an aerial pink album <laughs> so yeah uh i'll share that during uh you know the the quick reviews after this i'll touch on that record a little bit um all right but yeah an eight for you (coughs) yeah eight for me yeah i'll keep that in mind uh my last one is uh the probably not the rapper for you award uh and that is this artist's words and not mine so i'm not trying to be like a dick um (laughs) on his on one of the songs entitled uh take advantage of the naysayer uh milo has this lyric Working titles of my autobiography, I'm probably not the rapper for you. Uh, so Milo is this alternative hip-hop artist from Milwaukee. His latest record is titled Who Told You to Think? With just a shitload of question marks and exclamation marks afterward. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, who told you to think? <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I'll kind of... I wrote a review on his last full-length record under the name Milo entitled... Uh, so the flies don't come. I wrote that review for the Indie Head subreddit. So if you feel so inclined for my additional thoughts on this artist, check it out. I worked pretty hard on it. Um, however, Milo, nice. in general, uh, reasons why Milo may not be the rapper for you, as he claims. Uh, if you're not into like abstract poetry, poetry being the operative word here, uh, as I would consider Milo a poet first and a rapper second, uh, if you're into more conventional hip-hop production and song structure, song topics, lyrical tropes, this also may not be for you. Uh, however, I love pretty much everything Milo puts out, and I love seeing him grow. Uh, this record is unlike So the Flies Don't Come, which is unlike A Toothpaste Suburb, which is unlike his dual EPs, Things That Happen at Day, Things That Happen at Night. Uh, he's progressed quite a bit from what was sort of a lo-fi, uh, kind of pretentious version of Open Mike Eagle into his own unique artist. Uh, no one sounds like Milo right now. He's another artist that, however, is greatly inspired by Bus Driver. Um, but for Milo specifically, his style, uh, I love how dense his lyrics are i mean these are lyrics that you're not going to pick up everything the first time you listen to it and even with my favorite songs sometimes i'm not sure even what he's getting across uh i love his philosophical approach to lyricism um some of his lyrics can end up sparking philosophical debates to themselves it's like oh well what does milo mean when he says that does he mean this does he mean that it's sort of the the death of the author that is uh i guess a common term um i love his obscure references i love his poetic diction you know the way he enunciates his words and his syllables is very reminiscent of like a slam poetry artist uh as far as production i love that he clearly has an ear for jazz i love the piano production that is on this record 
not only because I tend to enjoy piano production in hip hop, but because his previous records didn't focus a whole lot on piano production. But songs such as Call and Form, uh, I think <laughs> that that might be my favorite track. But that piano beat is fantastic. There's a few more piano beats sprinkled out uh, through here. I think Landscaping is another fine example of that. Um, there are just a ton of reasons that I love about Milo that are unique to Milo. Um, even though he is, as I mentioned, kind of in the same area of the hip-hop spectrum as Open Mike Eagle or Bus Driver, or even someone like Quilla Chris. Um, this has just been a very fantastic year for this quirky, abstract, indie, quote-unquote, uh, sub-group of hip-hop. Um, maybe you were going to talk about this later because I get the feeling you enjoyed this as well, uh, but I'm mm -hmm. getting an 8 out of 10 for this one. Uh, a very solid 8 too, like an 8.5 if we were to do a decimal. But yeah, fantastic mm -hmm. record. Uh, I still prefer So the Flies Don't Come, but there are a lot of people saying this is Milo's best record to date, so I can't totally disagree with them. This is probably my second favorite of his. Uh, but yeah, he's just, he's so unique, and I can't emphasize enough that he sounds like a poet over hip hop production, which yeah, that's, I, that's yeah. the impression that I got immediately. Mm -hmm. And I know as I'm saying that it's like, yeah, rappers are technically poets, but I, I mean it like in, in the sense of, you know, slam poetry and the, the way a, a person might generally interpret a poet. That's what you're getting yeah. over these unconventional hip hop beats that have some jazzy elements, have some piano beats, but are also, pretty warped and weird at the same time so uh yeah just fantastic record um great use of a ton of um uh, you know exclamation marks and question marks and all of that that's fantastic mm -hmm. i always support mm -hmm. that <laughs> it's great yeah that was the biggest thing i got from it yeah right eight out of ten for that alone the music kept it at an eight um yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's our uh, our individual recommendations um so now I guess I don't I don't have a a good name for this next section other than like quick recommendations or other yeah, recommendations. Is, yeah. yeah, it's just honorable mentions to yeah the recommendation uh, more recommendations, but basically just more recommendations. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, more more <laughs> more recommendations. Um, so last time I guess we'll just do the same thing this time, but we each just kind of ran through a list we had. Uh, I'll go first just because I know I don't have a whole lot uh, listed here. Okay. So um, I have five records for this uh, this more recommendations. And my cutoff for what I consider a recommendation is a 7 out of 10. So if a record didn't make this or I didn't talk about it earlier, it's because it's not 7 out of 10 level or I just haven't heard it. So, But I try my best to listen to everything that I can. I think I covered the bases pretty well. Um I'll start with uh, Ariel Pink, dedicated to Bobby Jameson. It, it's just, you know, the most eccentric man in pop returns with another fantastic record. You made a good point of just, there really is zero cohesion, uh, but he's somehow used it to, like, I think I give him a pass for that, because I think that's kind of just the artist he is. Um, mm -hmm. but, yeah, it's very eccentric pop. Uh, very vintage pop as well. Like, there's a lot of 70s and 80s pop on here uh and very uh important to note it is lo-fi uh which is not typical of pop music but this is lo-fi pop music 
um, which is weird. I mean, everything about Ariel Pink is weird, but typically with the kind of crazy and colorful and wacky instrumentation that you hear on an Ariel Pink record, one might expect to like master it in a way that you get like a really full sound out of it. But this is just it's lo-fi yeah. because you know fuck you i'm ariel pink which yeah. it, it ends up being fantastic anyway i love this it also gets an eight out of ten for me um so i guess if we're doing a quick average that's an eight out of ten for both of us mm -hmm. uh next record i wanted to talk about real quick more abstract hip-hop um the uncommon nasa record uh written at night this one is still gotta check that out oh really you haven't actually done it yet no, I didn't because, like, I have had it added, mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, I just haven't checked it out because I've been, I've I, I just listened, I just ended up listening to other stuff and then, you know, it just mm -hmm. fell by the wayside. So, so Uncommon yeah, NASA, he's obviously, I recommend this to you and, you know, to everyone right. listening. He is very underground, and I've mentioned underground hip hop artists, but this guy is like underground, underground. Like, even someone like Milo or Open Mike Eagle are significantly more famous than Uncommon NASA. Uh, stylistically, he is very much a disciple of early LP, uh, you know, Fantastic Damage era LP, late 90s, early 2000s uh, Def Jooks label type of hip hop where you have, it's definitely a New York type of hip hop sound, but there's some, you know, there's some spacey elements in there. There's some, like quote-unquote futuristic sounds going on um, while at the same time you kind of get the feeling that you're in a New York subway as well. I, Uncommon Nass is great. He's you know, a fantastic lyricist. I think he could work on his flow a little bit. What brings me to this album is just I haven't heard this many features just knock it out of the park as I have on a hip-hop record in a long time. Uh, I think there's I'm I'm looking this up now as I'm talking and rambling about this record. Let me see here. Uh, there's, there, there's eleven tracks. The first two are just uncommon NASA. The next nine have like a shitload of features on them, and that's, I mean, full of just underground hip hop heavy hitters like Open Mike Eagle or Guilty Simpson, Quelly Chris, Billy Woods. It's just. Every track, there's a ton of features that just are absolutely great. It adds a lot of variety to the record. Uh, and the whole theme of the album is interesting. It's called Written at Night. Um, and the songs take you from, like the first track is about a song written at midnight. And then like the fourth track is a song written at 1 a.m. And the eighth track is a song written at like 3 a.m. or whatever. Oh, and apparently cool. he actually did write and record these like at these times in a night or, you know, several nights or what have you. But it, he captures the feeling of like you listen to it and it's like, yeah, this is sounds like something that was created at like 2 a.m. on a street corner or something like that. And it's just it's a really interesting concept. And I'm still trying to pick apart specifics of the concept, but I haven't heard a hip hop record done like that. It's, it's getting an 8 out of 10. It's barely an 8. Um, I think sometimes it's just a little too traditional for me. His flow's definitely traditional at times. Um, but yeah, fantastic lyrics. More abstract hip-hop. Great year for abstract hip-hop. Uh, more hip-hop that I guess could be considered abstract. Uh, Kevin Abstract. 
and the boys at Brockhampton. Uh, came, mm. They have another record this quarter, Saturation 2. Uh, we talked about Saturation 1 on the last quarterly report, and I'm feeling roughly the same. Uh, it, it's a 7 out of 10, uh, which is what I rated the first one. Um, the, my, my problem with them generally is that they just have way too many tracks on their mixtape or album or whatever to the point where there's just a significant amount of filler. But So there's low lows, but there are plenty of high highs, and there are on this album as well. Uh, songs like Junkie or uh, Gummy, Queer, just a lot of fantastic tracks. Uh, you know, for those who don't know Brockhampton, this, they're this hip-hop collective of, are there like a dozen members? There's something uh, yeah, around I, that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot, though. There are a crap load of members in this hip-hop collective that all have different styles, and yet they mesh very well uh, to create some of the most exciting, you know, uh, some of the most colorful hip-hop I've heard all year. Um, I, these guys have a 100% approval rating when I show them to people. They're very entertaining, catchy, accessible, weird, all of that. Um, so, yeah, I recommend Saturation 2 gets a 7 out of 10. Uh, the Mount Kimby record, uh, Love What Survives. Yeah. yeah, so you showed me this one after I saw it on Pitchfork as Best New Music, but it got buried. It was Best New Music, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like their focal article of the day. It was really weird. Um, like normally they when they give a record Best New Music, it's like that's the first review you see when you go on the website. Not this time. It was, it was an interesting situation. Uh, anyway, Mount Kimby... It's been a pretty meh year for electronic music in general, I think. Um, but this one, I think, is one of the better records uh, that I've heard. Uh, I've only heard it a couple of times, so I can't get into too many specifics, but definitely one of my favorite electronic records of the year, um, even if my score doesn't necessarily indicate that. I just think it's been a relatively weak year for the genre, which is a shame because I love electronic music. Uh, but yeah, the production is very obviously, um, you know, detail oriented. Uh, you can tell that Mount Kimby worked quite a bit on what specific sounds he slash they. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it's two people. Two. Okay, so yeah. Okay, I think you're right. Yeah. So uh, they they did a good job of uh, you know setting the overall tone of the songs, but also plugging in small details here and there that add a little bit to the song even if it's only like a little beep or boop here it it adds dimensions to their songs uh i love that the features from james blake and king cruel are fantastic on this yeah. record uh those are my yeah. my favorite tracks uh although there are a couple instrumental only tracks that i think are pretty uh enjoyable as well i'm going a seven on that um my last record here uh is the new i don't know if you've heard this yet uh, the new record from Rostam, um, entitled Half Life. Oh, I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, so uh, Rostam Batman Gleesh, uh released a solo album. You guys may know him from Vampire Weekend as a multi-instrumentalist, or uh, from the record that both of us really loved last year, uh, the Hamilton Lighthouser and Rostam record. Uh, and I forget the name of it now because, of, of course, I forgot the name of it. But that record was great. Um, this is his, I, I want to say it's his first solo album. Uh, and if we're trying to compare it to his previous work, 
I would say Half Light is very similar. I wouldn't say very similar, but it's closest to Contra era Vampire Weekend. Um, so very colorful, poppy instrumentation um, with just not a ton of maturity that you got on the latest Vampire Weekend record or even this Ham- Hamilton Lighthouser collaboration. But there's enough maturity that it's significantly more mature than the self-titled Vampire Weekend record. Um, it's just, it, it, it's colorful because it's Rost and Batman Gleesh. It's catchy because it's Rost and Batman Gleesh. Uh, I can't say it's like the the greatest album of all time or anything, but it gets a 7 out of 10 for me. And uh, yeah, those are my my recommendations. I didn't have a ton, but there was a lot that I gave 8s to, so the records I did like this quarter, uh, I loved generally, so... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, I have like um, quite a few more than you do. Okay. Um, but that's just because like I have, I have like most of your four recommendations to do. So I, I, in mine, I have, um, fever dream, everything, everything. Nice. Um, like you said, it's just, it's just fun. That's really all I got to say about this. It's just such a fun record. Um, it's it just awesome instrumentation, fun melodies. It's just you know just check it out. I think that anybody you know would be hard pressed not to at least enjoy it a little bit. Um, seven for me on on everything everything. Okay, so so same where I'm at. Um, yeah, not changing the. Yeah, yeah, we're we're at complete agreement on that one. It's not changing the game or anything, but it's just right. a lot of fun. So I'm I'm a fan of that one. Um, same thing with Who Told You to Think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milo, not same score, just same thing uh, that you know you you recommended it and I'm recommending it too. Um, I just listened to this like the this week um, for the first time. Oh, okay. So yeah, so I I don't like I don't have like. <coughs> a hugely formed opinion on this. I just know that like, I love this right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you are completely right with the fact that like, he is a poet as opposed to a rapper. That's exactly like what I got out of it. Even more so than like, you know, poetic rappers like common or, right. um, you know, even the, even at, you know, the Kendrick, people referred to as more of a poet than a rapper like even more so than than that kind of stuff it, like i f- i really get that from milo um just because of these thematic elements that he's been that he's so good at incorporating in his music um these jazz elements are amazing um it makes me feel like this is the kind of um, artist that if Drake had <laughs> a lot of artistic integrity, he would want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 I really, really enjoy this record. It's so moody feeling it too, is. and that's something that's something that I really like because um, it doesn't happen a lot in in hip hop. Well, it happens a lot now, but it doesn't happen a lot with this artistic and like creative um kind of 
kind of feel to it. And th- these kind of records are some of my favorite hip hop records. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, whenever I whenever I get them, like the the Underachievers record from a few years ago, uh, Evermore, loved that record right off the bat because of this moodiness that it had to it. Um, and uh, and same thing with this with with Milo. It's got this like just very moody um, atmosphere feel to it that I was just immediately drawn to um, and I really really enjoyed that aspect of it um, the lyrics are fantastic from what I've read through it and from what I've been able to get just from listening through they're just great they're mm-hmm. so well constructed so yeah this is like one of the most impressive hip hop like projects that I've heard this year um, yeah I'm at an 8 on it mm-hmm. same thing um I also have open my eagle down here as as a recommendation. Um, very similar reasons. I mean, like mm-hmm. I, yeah. I was drawn to this immediately too. They, these are kind of like two sides of the same coin. Hey, you're right, I feel right. like yeah. Um, so I, I feel like open mic is more. Uh, I, I think he's more like vibe feeling or fun you know loving yeah, he's a, than milo's style is maybe I, I think he's more personable too like yeah he's more milo's more intellectually charged yes and yes. not to say like open mic's not intellectually charged with his lyrics but like it, it's definitely like yeah i think that you're right like that i get that feeling that he's more of like he's offering himself as a person mm-hmm. in his music as opposed to being just very poetic which is what milo does right but but the the same moodiness um i get not 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 exactly the same um but but there's just this very thematic element to this album that i really again was just drawn to um and i'm i'm such a fan of this whole subgenre of hip hop, it's not even really a subgenre anymore because it's pretty. It's it's starting to pick up and really make its way through m- mainstream music too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, very impressive lyric work, very impressive instrumentation and and uh, and production on on this. Um, I I'd be at an eight on this too. Okay. Um, okay. Same thing with. Uh, same thing with uh, Milo, I, I, I believe. Um, yeah, and I think that those are the only ones that I have that you recommended also. The other one would have been Zola Jesus, um, and then, oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 I didn't have the, I don't have Zola Jesus, I haven't heard that, so. Oh, I, I, mean, I have Mount Kimby as a recommendation. I'll just go off of it since you talked about it. Okay. Um, and, yeah, because I have that as a recommendation on here, too. Um yeah, this was. Uh, yeah, I, I I didn't realize just how weak of a year it really has been for electronic music. But you're right; like I haven't heard that much that I've either really liked or just in general heard that much. Yeah, like electronic producer dance based kind of stuff. My favorite would be but, Zola Jesus. Yeah, this one's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, the Jay Lynn record. Yes. Um, yeah. That shit. That's mm-hmm. so freaking good. Um, but yeah, this one's like this one is in contestant with that, but it's not like it's not. I, 
that Jalen is is on a different playing field. Mm-hmm. At least I feel like right now with it. I've only heard it a few times too because it just came out, or I just listened to it. I'm not sure which is which, but I just listened to it like, you know, this month. Right. Um, so I've only been able to hear it a few times also. Uh, but great features. I mean, this is a well-produced album because the features on here are so good. Um, the it, it, It's very engaging uh, pretty much all the way through. Um, it's like a kind of a poor man's Jamie XX in color. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's it's distinct. It's uh, it's interesting. I, uh, I, I, I like this. I'm going to dive into it further. Um, see if I can generate a real, real uh, opinion about it. Maybe going into our albums of the year, see if it has any place in that. So definitely a possibility. But I'm at like a seven-ish on it. I'm gonna just say seven, but I'm like closer to an eight, I think. Okay. With it, but I haven't had a ton of time with it, so that might change. Um, all right, so breaking off of these, now my I have my my individual recommendations. The new Broken Social Scene record, mm. Hug of Thunder. Mm. Um, I'm not very familiar with Broken Social Scene, honestly. I know that they're indie legends, but like I haven't really gone into them. I've I I did I never got into them. I don't know why. I just didn't. Um, but I liked what I heard from 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 this record um, just right off the bat. I mean, it's it's very um, it it is it is definitely indie rock. <laughs> <laughs> like, like right off the bat, you know, you can tell that you're listening to an indie rock record. There's a, there's very vibey kind of element to it, um, positive kind of like. You know, these people are very personal. Their lyrics are very personal. The instrumentation um, is is uplifting and fun, um, and the choruses are really catchy, but they're not too you know kitschy and campy. Um, so I I thought that this album Pitchfork loved this record. They gave it best new music. They rated it at eight point four. I thought this record was uh, good, not great. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like not like, not not. I I I wasn't at like, you know, eight point four with it, um, but I was definitely um, pleased with it. Um, I I thought that you know it's a little samey, a little long, and a little samey, um, and a little bit kind of. It is such an indie rock record that it gets kind of caught up in its own, you know, wake, it feels like. So, you know, that, that sound kind of gets lost on itself, um, almost. And, uh, and, 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 you, and, and it's good. It's a good, it's a good sound. It's well produced and it's well crafted, but it's not, um, it doesn't, it doesn't move very it doesn't move anywhere. It doesn't like kind of stir up anything for me. Okay. Um, so it just, it, it kind of just, it kind of sits there as its own, like just pleasant indie rock record. Um, I think that a lot of people are really liking this. I know broken social scene has a really avid fan base. 
so I, I, I'm, I think that I might be able, like on the outskirts of like not loving it, but I like it. Um, so I'm seven out of 10 okay. for hug of thunder. Again, I'm the same. I, I think we have this understood seven out of 10 is the recommendation rule here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, and um, I real quick, I've only heard a couple of tracks from that record, but yeah, I got the same impression where it, it is definitely a uh, an indie rock record, uh one that you might hear like in the early to mid 2000s, like that type mm-hmm. of style of indie rock. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. I I I I thought that there's some really good songs from it too. Um but yeah, it's uh it wasn't like yeah, it 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 wasn't as impressive as I as I was thinking it might be. Um, so, and it hasn't really stuck around too well. But I mean, it's a, it's a really good record. I recommend it. I think that people are going to really like this thing. I liked it a lot. Uh, I just didn't love it. Um, okay, going off of that, uh, I'm going to go ahead. This is kind of risky because I've only heard this like two. T- times and it literally just came out but i don't give a shit because it's that good <laughs> kamasi kamasi washington's harmony of difference ep i haven't heard it yet yeah i didn't know if you had heard it yet or not i i think that you'll really enjoy this okay um just making a just making an assumption um i i, I i've literally just heard it a couple times but i those t- a couple times were like pretty much back to back because I like this, this EP so much. Um, so it's like a six part EP based around this concept of, of, uh, of difference and understanding. Um, and, uh, and, and just kind of like building this theme of, uh, based around this, this little motif and, and, and the, uh, and building like a six part whole thing. Um, to it and it finally ends with the 14 minute long track truth which wraps up the the whole the whole thematic element of the project kamasi washington comes back again with just i mean like it's not very long i mean it's definitely no comparison to his three hour (laughs) long the epic because this is only 30 minutes long but the, but everything on here is just such a quiet little pocket of great jazz music and very distinct jazz music. I mean, this guy's kind of shaping the landscape for modern jazz. He has such a such a distinct style and and such a unique vision for what jazz and modern jazz can be. And it's very apparent and almost like uh, just meticulously crafted by him. Like it, this is he's he's amazing how he crafts this stuff. Um, I I I I'm a huge fan of of his work on this one. It's just an EP, so it's just thirty minutes long, but it's definitely worth your time. Um, and as far as jazz music goes, I know that like people, you know, jazz is love it or hate it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's there's really not a lot of like people aren't really like oh jazz yeah it's okay like nobody's really <laughs> like that you either really like love jazz or you hate it and this is kind of avant garde so it's a little bit more polarizing but um, this EP I think is probably one of the better examples of accessibility from Kamasi Washington mm, okay um, it's uh, it, it uh, and 
you know, I don't want to spoil too much for you, but I want to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Um, so, but I, I, there wasn't, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of, of the same sort of elements from that, that may turn people off about the Epic, which is just an overly ambitious, you know, mm-hmm. amazing project, but it has a lot of, of these just crazy avant-garde, um, melodies and, and instrumental breaks and things like that. And this one is definitely thematic and has every, and it's moving towards a purpose. And I think that people will appreciate that aspect of it, um, more than anything else. Um, and it's, it's, it, it, cause it, it does bring this level of accessibility. That's not really there on the Epic. Right. Um, so, <laughs> So yeah, I I like this. I want to give this an eight. Um, that might change because like I've haven't, but I'm gonna just go ahead and give it an eight because I haven't listened to it more than a few times, and it's only been like a like few days right. since it came out. But I was immediately impressed by it, and I like it so much, and I know that I'll just keep liking it. So I'm gonna go ahead and make it as a recommendation. Um, Next one uh, is an ambient record mm. um, called "Rotations" by Golden Retriever. I don't, I've, I haven't heard of them before. This is a new artist for me, um, but uh, this this record is um, has jazz elements to it. They have some horns. They have some sax in in, uh, in this project, along with um, along with this very shimmery, glossy. Um, uh, kind of golden uh, themed kind of ambience uh, to it. There's a little bit of some uh, avant-garde uh, j- uh, jazz saxophone squealing that happens in here. So it's kind of like an ambient jazz record almost. Okay. Um, but it's more ambient than anything else. Um, but I, 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 I really like this record. Um, I, I like ambient music quite a bit, so this this caused me to. This is one of the records, though, that I, uh, I I've been going back to more and more. Um, I it's I unpack a little bit more here and there as I'm listening to it. Um, I think that it's immersive and gorgeous and um, interesting musically. It's it's uh, the the music themes in it are are different and, and, um, and interesting and they keep you, they keep you engaged throughout it. Um, so I, uh, I want to give it like a seven because okay. it's like, yeah, it, it's not like, it's not amazing, but it's, it's like, it's definitely, it's definitely worth checking out. They've been um, on my list of stuff to check out for a while. I don't know why I haven't gotten around to it yet, but yeah. Golden Retriever. Yeah, that that I, that when you said that, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's on my list of music I need to hear, but just yeah, they yet. have they have another record I added um, because they I think it's like Seer um, that came out. I, I don't know when that came out, but yeah, people have like talked about it quite a bit, and I I've just been missing out, I guess. Okay, this is the first I've heard from them, but I I like this one quite a bit. It's really good. Um, oh, I have another ambient record actually too that okay. I wanted to add to this. This one's a seven out of ten too. Um, not not amazing, but it's really gorgeous. Basically, that's that's what I'm gonna give for this thing. Uh, hammock and hammock was on 
my top 50 albums yeah. of the year last year, actually. Yeah, I remember they, that. They ranked somewhere in the 40s. I can't remember where they were. Um, they're Nashville-based, uh, too. Okay. Um, so they're like an ambient pop kind of instrumental like guitar, they have guitar elements and stuff like in their latest record it was more dream pop than ambient but there's a lot of amb- but this one is definitely an ambient record uh, it's called mysterium by hammock um it just came out like a month ago or so um it's just gorgeous it's not it's not like the most amazing ambient record there's not a lot that's even like that super interesting about it but it's just very very pretty and very gorgeous um and it's and it's not um it's not it doesn't drag on and it doesn't lose any sort of like pretty qualities because of you know by by like dragging out any sort because that's where a lot of like pretty ambient gets messed up is that they'll have they'll they'll get focused on one little pretty element and then they stretch it out or, or they just they just add things to it that just ruin the whole thing <laughs> this one's very carefully constructed um but it's not they, there's nothing about it that's like pushing against anything it's just very pretty um and i think that it's i think that it's a really pleasant um ambient record so i recommend that one i also recommend saturation 2 from Brockhampton. Mm-hmm. um i think that it's uh, I think that it's a seven. Also, um, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I but I like it slightly more than saturation. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, like I'm I I'm in a seven with both of them, but I like this one slightly more. Um, yeah, I think that it's um, it's just as impressive instrumentally but it's more impressive lyrically i yeah agreed yeah um uh, and uh and 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 like rapping on here is more impressive also um just like there's a little bit more energy to this that i was that i felt like i was lacking from the original saturation um so yeah i i really liked i really like saturation too but these two projects saturation saturation too like I feel like they're very ambitious and, and maybe to a, that's like what their fault is mm. that they're maybe slightly too ambitious. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure what, where the, I think that, I think that that's where it suffers a little bit. They have so many members and they have this whole idea of doing like what three now, I think saturation. Yeah. We might be talking about saturation so, three on the next quarterly podcast. So, yeah. So, I mean, like I respect them for it, but I think it suffers a little bit from this like over ambition, but do what you want because like they, they're, they're coming out with some pretty consistently good stuff. So, um, I, I really like these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin abstract is awesome by the way. Yeah. I, I think, just, a- he's, Amir Van's probably my favorite, but yeah, Kevin Abstract is a he's up there too. So he's one he's one of these guys to look out for. I think like for solo careers and he should like going out going out of this. He should have made the freshman issue, but that's neither here nor mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Well, who cares about that? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So I like I like saturation too. Um, yeah, seven out of ten for that. Uh, just have two more. So okay. sorry, mine, mine's going on for a little bit of long, long here. 
You're fine. Um, this is a um, metal instrumental record. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's like kind of post rocky uh, metal ish. More more on the heavy metal side than than post rock uh, side though. This is a album called So Numb by I think it's pronounced Sonnet. It's S A H N N E T. Okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, Pitchfork actually like had, had a write up on them and they, they, they were liking this album pretty, pretty good. So I, that's why I checked it out. It's very intense. Um, very grand, like kind of, um, ringing, um, that's why I say post rock because it has this this massive air to it that's like that you get from the post rock world of just like these very big ringing guitars and um, this this very grand element, um, but it's more heavy metal than anything else because it has these mm. primal drums, these like very banging fast primal drums um, and these and this fast bass and everything to it too. Um, and then the guitar tone to it is very driving and um, just kind of kind of distortion heavy, uh, but definitely like distinct to a heavy metal sound. Awesome though, uh, just the really awesome kind of record. Uh, intense, energetic, um, little long, uh, kind of samey in parts. Not 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 a ton of variety on 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 this thing, but I liked it a lot. Um, I've been listening to it here and there, uh, just over the past month or so. Um, just yeah, because it, it 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 is it's it's pretty and it's pretty intense, um, and it's just it's just an awesome record. Um, so it's seven out of ten. Also, I've got a lot of seven out of tens from from this quarter when you said uh post-rock um, i thought you were going godspeed but you bamboozled me well this is the next one that's mm. coming up actually okay is godspeed you black emperor and i didn't know if i was going to talk about this honestly it's a six um, for me yeah yeah i'm at a seven with it because i i do go back to it and and i like elements of it enough that you know that that they will stick with me and they kind of and they leave me with a positive feeling by the end of it um i wasn't too disappointed by it but i'm a little bit disappointed by it you know um because it's not i mean jesus christ it's not you know lift your skinny fists or ascend you know hallelujah ascend or don't bend ascend or whatever um it's uh so Luciferian Towers by Godspeed, you Black Emperor. I didn't ever say the title oh, right. for this, uh, but yeah, that's that's the title. Um, it's this this so for you guys that don't know, Godspeed, you Black Emperor is post rock legends mm-hmm. like Trailblazers, pioneers like these guys. Th- these guys are it mm-hmm. in the world of post rock. Um, heavy metal kind of influence but like eh, I, I, I don't know they're they're like they're like swans but like to just like just to an instrumental 
standpoint where they're so good that they have this the same thing of like they have these slow building um uh, songs that that's like their their one of their things is just they these songs build up to this point that you don't like you get to this 13 minutes into a track and you're at this completely different point than where you were when you started and you're like wait how the hell did i get here <laughs> exactly and they're very very good at, at doing that and adding these elements that mean a lot this one is very samey yeah. throughout the throughout the record and 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 there's not a lot of wow factor to it right like I, um yeah i would have liked more changes in like dynamics or um yeah or yeah yeah yeah, I, I I agree with that. I I wasn't like super impressed by it, but I thought it was good. Um, I I I think that it's um, it's not a bad record. I was I still was left with a pretty positive feeling after after listening to it. The first time I listened to it, I was like, "Damn it," you know, because I was just disappointed <laughs> because it's not. I mean, they like these guys have have made like perfect records as far as post-rock terms go mm-hmm. so at least two of them and uh, and so you know like the first time i listened to it i was like kind of pissed but i've been listening to it more and i'm still left with a generally positive feeling about it so i'll, I'll i'm gonna i'm gonna be the devil's advocate for godspeed and give them a seven for luciferian towers okay so yeah it's uh yeah, it it's it still has a, a good amount of thematic elements to it. It's still it's definitely still distinct, um, but it's not. It doesn't have this um, this wow factor to it. It, it it's kind of it, there's a little bit of a hollowness to it that I think people are kind of upset about. Um, but I still think that it's uh, really well crafted. Um, it's constructed pretty well for the most part. It just doesn't have it doesn't have a lot of extra elements to it that would make it that would push it to this whole other level mm-hmm. so it just kind of sits at this it, it sits at the, this level that's kind of like oh that's, that's pretty good yeah hollow was so, a good word for it yeah yeah so i'm at a seven for it um but i don't think it's gonna like make like you know any lists for me or anything like that i'm just want to i just want to give it out as a recommendation because you know yeah okay i didn't hate it so well, I'll go ahead and just shout out Godspeed for 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 this podcast. But yeah, that's what that's it for me. So uh, recommendations we had. So we had quite a bit of recommendations today. Uh, mm-hmm. But hey, it was a good quarter. So yeah, just uh, hopefully you found something yeah. that you know that piqued your interest. Uh, but yeah, I mean we, you know, we love talking. You know about recommendations and you know we we did over two hours worth of recommendations just uh just for you guys so hopefully you find your uh your album of the year or close among uh among yeah. those records and this uh, this quarter by the way mm-hmm. has been like one of the best quarters like mm-hmm. like i i think it might be the best quarter mm. from from the past from the past or from these threes or from these three threes (laughs) from these three um this one is arguably like i don't know it's really really freaking good i think i'm taking quarter Um, two still 
but okay. I yeah, that's the quarter two is 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 up there too. But like I don't know, there's I I think I've gotten more uh, seven out of ten records from this from this quarter. Okay. Than like quarter two, but quarter two had more like you know holy shit yeah kind of records right like so but yeah. this but but quarter three has been like has been pretty great surprisingly great i think is what the what i'm what i'm thinking right um yeah, yeah so yeah so yeah. this this year so far has been pretty solid though i've found so many i found so many like uh things just so many good albums from places that I wouldn't normally have looked, um, and not as many great albums from people that I normally would look to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I echo everything you said, uh, very good quarter, a lot of sevens and eights for me, just the one nine, uh, grizzly bear. Um, but I, mm. I tend not to throw out nines a lot. I think I only have like four or five on the year so far. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a lot to listen to, a lot to recommend, a lot of stuff that you recommended that I need to go check out now, and probably vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. So so yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you for uh, listening to our recommendations. Thank you for listening to our uh, quarterly report for the third quarter, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully you guys check out a bunch of these albums. Uh, if you listen to any of these albums, let us know what you thought of them, and. Uh, yeah, and let us know if you have any other albums that you want us to look at too that we never that we didn't talk about or yeah. whatever, you know. We I can't mean, catch everything. We've, yeah. We've either heard them and they weren't good enough to make this this uh podcast right. or we haven't heard them. So, and if we haven't heard them, then recommend them because that's our, our whole business here exactly the stuff we haven't listened to before that's why we're here so yeah uh yeah uh thank you for listening to the podcast it is a longer one uh we'll get back to uh hour-long album reviews shortly uh as notable albums come up so uh yeah thanks for listening bye